This is Trivia for Kids, where it's not just for adults anymore. Hello, everybody. Hi. Thank you for joining us today. Episode double fours. 44. 44. And uh, I don't know. I'm feeling pretty excited about this week, and I don't know why. I know why, because you don't have school tomorrow, even though oh, yep, that's probably it's a school it. day. Yeah, our girls' volleyball team is in the high school state championship volleyball Woo! tournament tomorrow. I hope we win. Me too. That's so exciting. So because they made it to state, you don't have to go to school tomorrow. But I still have to go to work tomorrow. I know. But you a... don't have work on Friday. That's good. That's we true. We have school on Friday. That's true. So, how's your week been otherwise? Pretty good. How's basketball going? We haven't talked about that you're in basketball right now, you and your sister are. Do you like it? Yes. Good. For the most part. Is it hard work? Um, yes, it is. Yes. Joke of the week. Can I tell it? We have two jokes of the week. <gasps> oh, we do? We got so many good joke um, entries that I said, you know what? We're going to have two jokes this week. So. Why don't I tell the first one and... You tell this. That seems one. fair. You can go first. Okay. This joke is from Molly. What kind of music is a balloon scared of? Pop music. Yes. <laughs> I like that joke. Good one, Molly. Okay. Now the second joke is from Lane. What is a scientist's favorite cup to drink out of? Hmm. Uh, a measuring cup. And Einstein. Do you get it? No. Do you know what a Stein is? No. Um, it's it's a cup with a it's German. Well, I guess it doesn't have to be German, probably, but I think of it as a German cup. It's one of those cups that like has a handle and it's big and it holds beer. Oh. Like a big Stein. Oh, okay. so a scientist's favorite cup is an Einstein. That makes sense. I think ha. Lane. I think Lane made that joke up. That's pretty smart. That's a smart joke. It is. All right, ready, ready for some questions? Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, we jinxed. We did jinx. You owe me a coke. Nope, you owe me a soda. Here's how the show works. Trivia for kids consists of five rounds with seven questions each. We will announce the answers at the end of each round. Each new round will have a different category. After the fifth round, we will have the final exam, which will test you on the toughest questions we have covered in the previous rounds. Everyone ready? Let's get started. Round number one. The category is the alphabet. Thank you to listener Jackson for this idea. Thanks, Jackson. Question one. Which of America's founding fathers wanted to get rid of the letters C, J, Q, W, and X and replace them with six letters that he invented himself? Question two. What letter is used in the English language more than any other letter?
Question three. The dot over the lowercase letters I and J is called a what? Question four. What is the least commonly used letter in the English language? Question five. How many letters in the English alphabet are there? Question six. What letter in the alphabet can be both a consonant and a vowel? Question seven. Currently, the lowest letter grade you can receive is F. However, prior to 1898, what was the lowest letter grade you could have gotten? Round one answers. Question one. Which of America's founding fathers wanted to get rid of the letters C, J, Q, W, and X and replace them with the six letters he invented himself? Ben Franklin. Doing so, Franklin claimed, would simplify the English language. I am a good mathematician. Also, I'm upset that he wanted to get rid of the letter Q, but not my point. So... He said, and replaced them with the six letters he invented himself. There was C, 1, J, 2, Q, 3, W, 4, and X, 5. Only five letters. Well, he wanted to add one more. Yeah, add an extra. Question two. What letter is used in the English language more than any other letter? E. It appears in 11% of all words, according to an analysis of more than 240,000 entries in the concise Oxford English Dictionary. Question three. The dot over the lowercase letters I and J is called a what? A tittle. I didn't know that. Is that so cute? Mm -hmm. You suppose that's why they named their pet tortoise that in Papa the Pig? Peppa Pig? Maybe. Tiddles. I guess it's tiddles, not tittle. Tiddles, the tortoise. Probably not. I thought it said title. <laughs> Question four. What is the least commonly used letter in the English language? Q. Aww. It's also the only letter not used in any U.S. state name. Okay, what state has X in it? New Mexico. Oh, great. What state has Z in it? Arizona. Wow. Um, thinking of another one. I was going to say W, but, uh, J. Why? Right? Wait. J, New Jersey. Oh, my word. Sorry, little cute. Just means you're unique. No! Okay, fine. That makes me feel good. Question five. How many letters in the English alphabet are there? 26. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, J, K, L, M, N, P, Q, R, C, V, W, X, Y, and Z. There's 26 letters in the alphabet. And? Ben Franklin wanted there to be 27. Extra. One. Extra. 
Question six. What letter in the alphabet can be both a consonant and a vowel? Y. Do you have any Ys in your name? Uh, no. Me neither. No Ys. Uh, Ren doesn't either. Yes, she does. Yeah. Uh, what about Brooks? Nope. No. Nope. What about Dad? Nope. nope. Question seven. Currently, the lowest letter grade you can receive is F. However, prior to 1898, what was the lowest letter grade that you could have gotten? An E. When Mount Holyoke College administrators redesigned the grading system in 1898, professors worried that students would think the grade meant E for excellent. F more obviously stands for failure or failed. That makes sense because E, what would E stand for? Other than excellent, extra, extravagant. I feel like most E words seem kind of positive. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of any negative E words. Electric? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> kind of positive. Yeah. Um, eccentric? That one's okay. What does eccentric mean? Elephant? What does eccentric mean? Unique, different. Uh... Marches to the beat of your own drum. Round number two. The category is animals. Question one. This question comes from listener Sam. Thanks, Sam. What flightless bird, endemic to the island of Mauritius, is now extinct due to its natural habitat being destroyed by people? Question two. How far away can a wolf smell its prey? Question three. What creature has a tongue so long that it can measure the length of its body? Question four. Which large mammal has a tail so strong it can stand on it and lift its hind legs off the ground? Question five. What is the only big cat that doesn't roar? Question six. Which bird lays the largest eggs? Question seven. Which animal is known to plant thousands of trees across the world? And now the answer is to round two, question one. What flightless bird, endemic to the island of Mauritius, is now extinct due to its national ha natural habitat being destroyed by people? The dodo bird. The dodo's natural... Na it is hard to say natural instead of national. Yeah. The dodo's natural habitat was almost completely destroyed after people started settling on Mauritius. 
And when pigs, cats, and monkeys were introduced, they added to the problem by eating the dodo and its eggs. Cats? Oh, I guess the cats would eat... The eggs or the birds. Pigs. Yep. They eat birds? They eat everything. Well, they'd eat the eggs. If they found them. I suppose. And monkeys? I, I monkeys Con- probably eat eggs. Carnivorous monkeys. Question two. How far away can a wolf smell its prey? Almost two miles. That's like, insane. It is. Do you like that little rhyme I made right there? Away and pray? Yeah. I did. But think I about how far two miles is. That's a lot. You can't see two miles away. I mean, I guess on like a super clear day on a very flat ground, maybe, but. Or if you're like high on a mountain and there's like a. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But that's crazy to be able to smell that far. Question three. What creature has a tongue that can measure the length of its body? A chameleon. I wouldn't like a tongue like that. It would make my mouth full, and I don't know how I would get it all back into my mouth. I don't know if it rolls. Does a chameleon... St- I, maybe it rolls back in his mouth and then... Goes it goes in a pocket? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I didn't look that up. I should have. either. Question four. Which large mammal has a tail so strong it can stand on it and lift its hind legs off the ground? Kangaroos. Have you ever seen male kangaroos fight? Do they lean on their tails and go... And they oh, kick sh- each other. Yep. Oh, kick. Yeah. They they have really strong hind legs and they just like bat each other with their legs. <laughs> Crazy. Question five. What is the only big cat that doesn't roar? Cheetahs. Really? I didn't know that, but yeah. Oh, I didn't know that either. Maybe they go... Meow. Maybe. Maybe they just run so fast that they you don't need hear to roar. Ah. Question six. What bird lays the largest eggs? The ostrich. An average ostrich egg weighs around three pounds. Also the weight of about two dozen chicken eggs. And it's about six inches long, which is about the size of an adult hand. That is crazy. Imagine having to lay that. (laughs) Right. Great point. No thanks. (laughs) That must take a while. (laughs) Question seven. Which animal is known to plant thousands of trees across the world? A squirrel. I love this question. That's such, I never that, thought that about that. Sense, that does. I, I never would have thought about that either. Squirrel's just taking his nuts to save them for the winter and then he just drops them and a tree grows. Mm-hmm. Round three. The category is books. Question one. This question comes from listeners Adrian, Lincoln, and Evan. Thanks, guys. When Officer Knight and his police dog Greg were caught in a freak accident caused by the evil Petey the Cat, the only way to save them is to sew them together and create what famous literary superhero? Question two. In what classic children's story does a creature eat its way through a week's worth of food before making a glorious transformation into a butterfly? Question three. If you have read this book, you will know that you should never give a mouse 
a what? Question four. This question comes from listener Ever. Thanks, Ever. What book series is about a secret movement called the Talons of Peace, which is determined to bring an end to the fighting with the help of a prophecy where five dragonettes are collected to fulfill the prophecy, raised in a hidden cave, and enlisted against their will to end the terrible war? Question five, which author is famous for his poetry books called Where the Sidewalk Ends, The Giving Tree, and A Light in the Attic? Question six, what book with an extremely long name is about a young boy who experiences a day where nothing goes the way he wants? Question seven, what are the types of books called where the reader gets to decide what happens next in the story? And now the round three answers. Question one, when Officer Knight and his police dog Greg are caught in a freak accident caused by the evil Petey the Cat, the only way to save them is to sew them together and create what famous literary superhero? Dogman! Dogman! A mix of a human and a man. <laughs> a mix of a human and a dog. Have you read the Dogman books? Um, yes. I know that Ren likes them, and mm. I think they're pretty good. Question two. In what classic children's story does a creature eat its way through a week's worth of food before making a glorious transformation into a butterfly? The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Question three. If you have read this book, you will know that you should never give a mouse a what? A cookie. The mouse will ask for milk, for a straw, for all sorts of things until he's back to asking for a cookie again. This circular story teaches youngsters sequencing and cause and effect. So there's quite a few of these books besides if you give a mouse a cookie. Like if you give a pig a party. If you give a mouse a, no, give a moose a muffin. Yeah. And is that it? I feel like there's more than that. There's if you give a mouse, if you give a pig a party. I thought it was a pig a pancake. No, it is a party. You're right. Mm-hmm. We have that book. Oh, those are good books. I like them. Mm -hmm. They're funny. Question four. What book series is about a secret movement called the Talons of Peace, which is determined to bring an end to the fighting with the help of a prophecy where five dragonettes are collected to fulfill the prophecy, raised in a hidden cave and enlisted against their will to end the terrible war? Wings of Fire. As of now, there are 15 Wings of Fire books, but 
I've heard that there are also some graphic novels. Oh yeah, I think there are. I saw, you know, what's funny whenever submitted this category idea, I had never heard of wings of fire. Oh, and, I have from my neighbor. Oh, have you? Yeah. Does she like them? Oh, Addie yeah. reads them. Mm-hmm. I just, we were at the, I would Brooks and I were at the library just before this and I saw two wings of fire books and I thought, well, I just must not have How been paying ironic. close enough attention. Question five. What author is famous for his poetry books called Where the Sidewalk Ends, The Giving Tree, and A Light in the Attic? Shel Silverstein. So when I was in elementary school, we had to do this thing called declam. Have you ever heard of that before? I don't think so. So what we would have to do is we had to memorize a poem, and then we had to read or yeah, read the poem without any paper in front of us and act it out in front of people. And then we would get judged on it. And most of the poems that we chose were from Shel Silverstein books. Yeah. I've read a uh, light in the attic and like some other funny ones about those. Yeah. Too. He's very clever. He is. Question six. What book with an extremely long name is about a young boy who experiences a day where nothing goes the way he wants? Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. I love the title of that book. I do too. It's a very long one. And it it's is. It's not very common to have a very long title. That's true. Question seven. What are the types of books called where the reader gets to decide what happens next in the story? Choose your own adventure. I feel like these books first came out when I was a kid and they were so cool and so popular. It would be like, John is going to the edge of the volcano. If you want John to jump into the volcano, turn to page 36. If you want John to turn around and go back to base camp, turn to page 74. And then the story would continue based upon yeah. what adventure you chose. Round number four. The category is gymnastics. A big thanks to listener Molly for this idea. Question one. What is the highest score you can get in gymnastics? Question two. In women's gymnastics, how many events are there? Question three. How many events are typically held in a men's gymnastics meet? Question four. How old do you have to be to be an Olympic gymnast? Question five. Which American gymnast has won the most Olympic gold medals? Question six. True or false? The word gymnastics comes from the Greek word meaning to exercise naked. Question seven. What do you call the stretchy outfits that female gymnasts wear?
round four answers. Question one. What is the highest score you can get in gymnastics? A 10. Romanian gymnast Nadia Comaneci was the first woman to ever get a perfect 10 in the Olympics. Really? I, wa- I wanted to learn about this, so I watched a video about her getting these perfect 10s. And the scoreboard at the time, when they made them, the people who made them didn't even think there would ever be a perfect 10. So there was only one digit in the first spot of the scoreboard. And so when she got it, it said 1.00. So it looked like she got a one for a score instead of a 10 because there wasn't two digits to give her a 10. Yeah. Question two. In women's gymnastics, how many events are there? Four. They are floor, vault, uneven bars, and balance beam. Which do you think would be the most difficult? Uneven bars, maybe? Or vault? Vault is, I would say vault is hard, but balance beam? Oh, I thought that would be easy. Um, standing on like a three inch wide board doing flips and somersaults and oh, flips and stuff. I thought you just had arms. No, you don't just get to walk across it. You have to do like <laughs> backflips and spins and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Question three. How many events are typically held in a men's gymnastics meet? Six. They are floor, pommel horse, still rings, vault, parallel bars, and horizontal bar. That's not fair. They get parallel bars and we get uneven bars. Well, they have more events than us. That's so. true. And they kind of do, well, it's just different. I don't know why they they have, they both do floor and they both do vault. But those are the only two that they do that are exactly the same. It's yeah. interesting why they, why they split them up like that. Yeah. Question four. How old do you have to be to be an Olympic gymnast? 16. You think that's a lot, but then I think that it's not a lot. And then I think that it is a lot. You were a gymnast and for one year. I was. When you were four. Mm-hmm. And you lasted about half the year. And then the other half, we had to basically pull you out the door and push you into gymnastics. So it didn't last very long. Wasn't, yeah. your, wasn't your deal. Question five. Which American gymnast has won the most Olympic gold medals? Simone Biles, she has won four golds, but is tied with Shannon Miller for overall medals with seven. Well, good job, girls. I would say so. Question six, true or false? The word gymnastics comes from the Greek word meaning to exercise naked. True. Athletes in ancient Greece practiced exercises and sports unclothed that's a lot of nude that's too much to look at (laughs) question seven what do you call the stretchy outfits that female gymnasts wear a leotard male gymnasts wear what is called a singlet huh i wonder why that's different i don't know the singlet kind of has shorts on it so Oh. And the leotard is basically like a swimsuit. So maybe that has something to yeah. do with it. I don't know. They're just different. So mm-hmm. they call different things. Round five. The category is butterflies. Thank you to listener Kathleen for this idea. Thanks, Kathleen. Question one. What part of a butterfly's body do they use for taste? 
Question two, how many wings does a butterfly have? Question three, when a butterfly turns from an egg to a larva to a pupa to an adult, what is that called? Question four, what happens to a butterfly if its body temperature drops below 86 degrees Fahrenheit? Question five, true or false? Butterflies spend most of their time eating food. Question six, how many legs does a butterfly have? Question seven, true or false? Butterflies, like some birds, migrate to find warmer weather. Round five answers. Question one. What part of a butterfly's body do they use for taste? Their feet. When food is the priority, those taste receptors help the butterfly locate the right plants and the key nutrients it needs for survival. Hmm. That makes sense because mm -hmm. they land on the flower and then they dip their foot in there and taste it and they're like, yep, yep or nope, or... This is bad or this, this is, is good. Spicy. Spicy. Question two. How many wings does a butterfly have? Four. Despite how many they may appear in motion, butterflies have four separate wings. The wings closest to its head are called the forewings, while those in the rear are called the hind wings. Thanks to strong muscles in the butterfly's thorax, all four wings move up and down in a figure eight pattern during flight. Nice. Boy, that, that's a fast figure eight. I would. I thought it was just like a flutter up and down, up and down, but a figure eight is like whoop, 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 whoop. Pretty oh. Cool. Hmm. Question three. When a butterfly turns from an egg to a larva to a pupa to an adult is called what? Metamorphosis. I knew this one. Did ya? Mm hmm Like if a, a tadpole turns into a baby frog, which turns into a teenage frog, which turns into a daddy frog or a mommy frog. Then it's metamorphosis. And then it starts over again. Question four. What happens to a butterfly if its body temperature drops to below 86 degrees Fahrenheit? It will not be able to fly. If necessary, though, butterflies can absorb more heat by basking in the sun. That's that's a lot of heat that you need to get. Yeah, gain. 86. That's a that's lot. Warm. Mm -hmm. Question five. True or false? Butterflies spend most of their time eating food. False. Butterflies don't eat anything and don't possess the mouth organs to do so. They can only drink using a long protruding tube called a proboscis. Butterflies mostly drink nectar, but they also drink from muddy puddles, rotten fruit, and even dead animal carcasses. 
Nectar provides them with the glucose they need for energy, but other liquids are necessary at times to provide them with minerals and salts. Hmm. Nice. I didn't know butterflies didn't eat. I just assumed they did. I I didn't know what the what happened with the butterfly. Well, now we do. What the butterfly? Thanks to Kathleen, we know more about Thank butterflies. Thank you, Kathleen. Question six. How many legs does a butterfly have? Six. Like all insects, butterflies have six legs. Question seven. True or false? Butterflies, like some birds, migrate to find warmer weather. True. Many butterflies that spend the summer in temperate North America cannot survive northern winters, so they migrate south. Then each year, as the weather becomes warmer, butterflies from Mexico and the southern United States fly north to repopulate those regions. It must be hard. How come they don't just stay in Mexico? I don't know. Maybe it gets too hot, or maybe they're like, we feel bad for the unit, or we feel bad for the northern United States that they don't get to see our beauty. So we're gonna fly up there and grace them with our presence. Yes, and also there might be more flowers there. Yeah, great point. Overpopulated in Mexico means less flowers to pollinate. Quinn, you just blew my mind. That was very Woo! smart. There's, that is probably a big part of it. And I'm grateful because. Butterflies are beautiful. And they're amazing. And I'm glad they come up by us. And I'm glad that there cold. are bees too, even though they're bad. Well, they're not bad, but they are bad. <laughs> and now it's time for the final exam. Now remember, you've heard these questions in the previous rounds, but these were the hardest ones we've had. So use your memory and try to think back to what the answers are. Question one. The dot over the lowercase letters I and J is called a what? A tittle. Question two. What flightless bird endemic to the island of Mauritius is now extinct due to its natural habitat being destroyed by people? The dodo. Question three. What are the types of books called where the reader gets to decide what happens next in the story? Choose your own adventure. Question four. When a butterfly turns from an egg to a larva to a pupa to an adult, it is called what? Metamorphosis. Question five. What do you call the stretchy outfits that female gymnasts wear? Leotards. Question six. What is the only big cat that doesn't roar? Cheetah. Question seven. What happens to a butterfly if its body temperature drops below 86 degrees Fahrenheit? It will not be able to fly. And with that, we give you episode 44, Trivia for Kids, the podcast. The podcast. Do you know how many days it is till Christmas? I think somebody told Two. me it was like 55. <gasps> Actually, that sounds like a lot, but yay! It's not a lot. Oh, okay. Now that, now that Halloween is over, it's a downhill slide into Christmas. 
and how and, and then it's a downhill slide into january in Ooh. iowa Ugh. i don't want cold even then you even though you know that there's not gonna be a christmas what are you talking about I mean, there's not gonna be a christmas after christmas until <laughs> like another year that's sad maybe you need to go to bed i feel like you're losing it um i don't know I am kind of tired, but and you are a little sick. I'm kind of awake. Our whole family is a little sniffly, snuffly these yeah, days. But I'm good. But you're good. All right, let's get you to bed. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, guys. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Trivia for Kids Podcast. And if you have a question idea or even an entire category, please email us at Trivia for Kids Podcast at gmail.com.